creator, give this man a break. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, he built a warrior out of me. Louis Duvall, whatever you want to call me. Uh, and with me is a very special guest. He's the man who dances grass and not smokes it. Mr. Sir, what is your name? My English name is Bryson Myers. My state name is Infrared. My Native American flute name, a.k.a. my Indian name, is White Elk, a.k.a. White Elk Music, that a lot of the people know me by in the past 12 years. Mm, not but bad. MC, MC, MC infrared. infrared for those you hear me before you see me. <laughs> exactly. I remember you saying that. I was like, damn, I wish yeah, I had a cool name yeah. like that. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you cringe when you hear my name. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, <laughs> where, where do you lay your head, and where do where do you reside? Where do you rep? So I, I lay my head on my pillow. <laughs> my pillow is within the southern patch, southeastern patch of Navajo Nation in an area called Rama, not too far from Gallup. Yeah, no, not yeah, just about like forty-five minutes. Yeah, you're just over the hill. <laughs> so over there. Yeah. See, <laughs> for, for those that lay their heads around these junipers and these pines around this area. Y'all know where Rama is, and where I'm originally from is Rocky Boy, Montana, which is 80 miles from the Canadian border in north central Montana. Not bad, not bad. That 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 okay, that explains it. Because I was like, you're Ojibwe, right? Yeah, I'm Ojibwe. Yeah, Cree, Cree, oh. yeah. When I heard you're Ojibwe, I was like, yeah. you're you're New Mexico, and that. Usually that's Montana. And then now you say Montana's okay, that, that explains it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on my man. dad's side, I'm Lakota and Dakota. Ooh, not bad. So wait, wait, wait. Mm. Um, what all tribes are you, basically? Okay, I'll say them in the languages. Anishinaabe Bowin, which is Ojibwe or Chippewa. Nehewak, which is four-bodied spirited people of the Crees. In Lakota... I am Honkpapa, I am Ogallala, uh, Wakpetuan, and so, yeah, Wakpetuan. In Dakota, I am Wakchichinawakpa, which is also known as the Poplar River, River people. Mm. I am Wakpetuan, Susitawan. So, out of the seven fire nation of the Lakota and Dakota, I represent six. Ain't not bad. That's a lot of tribes. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm glad to say that one of them is Oglala, um, Oglala uh, Sitting Bulls Band, Hunk Papa. Damn, you got that. You got that cool blood. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like uh, how they say it. Well, Biggie Small said it best, and he says, I love it when you call me Hunk Papa. <laughs> God <Yeah. damn>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God.
Oh, you're an, you're an artist, a music maker, a dancer. I mean, that's hell of a resume, if I do say. Where where did it all begin, basically? Honestly, it began eighth grade. I'll never forget senior came, a senior, three seniors came into the room and they says, now this is as far as the music side. Yeah. They came in, they says, hey, any, any of you know how to DJ? None of us even knew what the heck that was. <laughs> and then I said, well, I did play music at my job once and 800 people were there. They're like, so, so Bryson, you did DJ. And I says, yeah. Okay, can we, so can we hire you? Do you have a stereo on anything? I'm like, yeah, I got a 450-watt stereo. It's a house stereo, but it bumps. And I got some strobe lights, and I got some lights from... I got some car lights, like pulse lights, <laughs> I could probably use. And they're like, sweet. We'll bring the fogger, you bring... This is one strobe. Oh, dude, to throw a party anywhere on a res. All you needed was a strobe light and music. You got down, man. To see your body glitch within, you know, a millisecond was crazy. And then from there, I tell you what, man, you know, in a nutshell, it. I went from 200, you know, $200 gig all the way up to like, now mind you, this is where I was known. I was, as, as I started doing it more into high school, because it started in eighth grade. I started, you know, I was getting known for the music. I was strictly hip-hop and R&B from the 80s to the present. And back then, it was the early 2000s, you know, when there was a lot of big names coming up back then. Yeah. And, you know, I'm talking even way before Lil Wayne. I'm talking before 50 Cent, before any of these guys back then that were even well-known. And I know their stories. I know my history on a lot of hip-hop artists back then. And then... I, my, my max I would do was $600 for any gig. You could get me for four or five hours for 600 bucks, whether it was prom, wedding reception, bar gig, club, house party, pending, but I'd get you jamming for four or five hours. And if you lucked out and you dropped another hundred, you'd get an extra two hours. So whether it was midnight or 3 a.m., I had the party popping, dude. <laughs> Not bad. Mm-hmm. As far as the music. Now, as far as powwow, grass dancing, I'm glad you mentioned that that old phrase, you know, that I dance grass, I don't smoke it. That came from an old bumper sticker. Very old bumper <laughs> For sticker. I seen For that real, on your Instagram. Dude, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't start that phrase. I just, I just carried it further. It was like, I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take that. So every time I went to a, you know, of course, I still got down on when I was in high school, you know, the curiosity killed the cat many times when it came to yeah a nice, a nice, you know, a J. I, Smoking on the annual Jiba. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, you know, I've, I heard your last showing, so uh, I know I can mention this stuff without warning. So I can say, I was a pot smoker, I was a drinker, hey, and I... You you name it, I've done it. I've been there, done that, you know. It's part of life. So, but it's part of life. Yeah, yeah, curiosity, dude. If we were all cats, we would pretty much be dead when it comes to curiosity. <laughs> We'd be on our last life. <laughs> yeah, you ain't gotten you ain't got no nine lives, god damn it. You got <laughs> you got you got another one trying to get in line to help you. 
you know, but when it came to, I've powwowed all my life. I've danced since I was five years old, all the way to present day. The last time I danced was Gathering of Nations. No, man, no, man. And that was, yeah, that was, honestly, that was my, that was out, pretty much out of retirement. That was my first time in nine years. Dang, nine years? Nine years, bro. Oh, I tell you what, it hurt. It hurt. But I tell you <laughs> what, I, I built, I built up a name for myself in powwow country. Like, you can mention my name or my Indian name in powwow country today, and people know who I am. I didn't do it. Like, when I was younger, I wanted to be a champion. I told my mom, I want to be a champion. She's like, what do you mean a champion? I want to be a champion in the powwow world. So I built a name for myself in teens and junior men's grass in Montana, Canada, North Dakota, and Washington. So crop pretty much like northwest into north central <clears throat> and some parts of even the Midwest, like Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, I've, I've powwowed all over the... You're on the powwow the trail, basically. Yeah, dude. I took two years. Dang. I literally, I quit, my, I, I quit my job. I wanted to do it. This is not even like eight years ago. I quit my job and I says, I'm just going to powwow for three months straight. Or pretty much which would go into four or five months because powwows go all the way into September, the big powwows. And in order for you to be a champion, you've got to go to the big powwows. you got to take on the big names, you know, and, you know, granted that's, that's how it's observed. But in the powwow world, we're all brothers and sisters. We supported each other. We traveled with each other and they say, you know, Hey, if any, okay, you got, you got five dancers in one vehicle. Okay. Winner buys dinner. Loser will buy breakfast. How's that sound? Because <laughs> anybody, you know, anybody can afford a breakfast sandwich over at McDonald's. But a winner <laughs> can go out and spend $100 on dinner, you know, good old steak. <laughs> good. And, you know, y'all y'all be thinking, oh, this guy's talking steak? It's like, yeah, steak. But I'm not talking the Outback Steakhouse. I'm talking... Your bill is going to be $100 at the local powwow stand. We're about to go order steaks over at the stand or burgers, you know. We're, <laughs> we're, we're supporting them small businesses. Yes, sir. We're not going to take, you know, we're not going to go over to the colonized area and be like, hey, give me that Western burger. What do you call it? <laughs> give me that T-bone steak. <laughs> yeah, just hold, just hold the tea. I just want the steak. How's that? <laughs> give me that ribeye, but you hold the eye and I'll take the rest. <laughs> you know. And then... And then after, so mind you, uh, so after I retired DJing and emceeing, and I told you this over, over at the gig over there, after 15 years, I went into the next 12 years. So I switched it up to being a what is now called, and I understand it now, is a performing artist. And you can get a degree in performing arts now these days. But performing arts, I went into being uh i took a native american flute class back home mm. and here's the story behind this one the beginning dude i came out of my grandfather's house rest his soul i came out of his house i heard this beautiful sound and i'm like what the hell is that <laughs> i'm looking around dude i'm following this sound i come around the corner and i see my one of my damn good friends playing the, she's got this big old piece of wood in her mouth and i'm like <laughs> What the hell is that in your mouth? God, how long is that thing? How much are you taking? <laughs> oh my god! 
you got your drum and tam no, <laughs> yeah. behind a flip truck. Right in here. <laughs> if you had hey. <laughs> you know, but, uh, so and I'm like and she tells me about it. I mind it. <laughs> I just got done firefighting at the time and she was like, You never heard of a Native American flute? I says, No. She said, Well they got classes over at the college. And it's, uh, they start you off in the music class. And then I think there's one or two flute classes after that. But you start the flute in music appreciation. And I says, well, shit, I've appreciated music since the day I walked <laughs> this earth. I'm, shit, I'm down. Let's get it. You know, and she's like, well, you should try it out. So I go, I sign up. Mind you, I sign up for all my classes, throw on music appreciation. And in a nutshell, I'll still say it in a nutshell, 10 years later, three tours across the country 130 countries total in 12 years two music two music award nominations in new york and in toronto six albums my last album was 2017 not even a few years ago i pretty much called it retirement on that one you hung up your 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 flute. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and mind you, I had I had students, so I had thirty some flutes in total, probably forty. Dang. So, as I started learning, as better at the flute, I started teaching. I had my own students, so I would whether individual or two or three, I took and I honored my flute teacher when she taught me. And the best, as I got better, she would gift me another flute and another flute. Granted, these flutes got more and more expensive. <laughs> so I turned around and gifted my flutes to my students. Oh. To this day, I got I got two flutes. I got a bass and I got a C note because I likes to drop the bass. And I like <laughs> to hit a high a high pitch to where it'll. It's kind of like that on uh, on Shrek when that princess is singing. She sings so loud, and all of a sudden that bird pops. That's what <laughs> I do with the flute. <laughs> I hit that high note, and yeah, so DJ, of course, MC for days, you know, coming out of, you know, been uh, now on the MC part, still continued, I've been MCing off and on over the past, I want to say in the past seven years, I've MCed quite a bit off and on, whether it's, whether it be a private gig or like a wedding, powwows, I got invited to some rodeos. You know, it's and it's funny, just and to Navajo Nation, just based off of how I talk, they're like, "Have you ever emceed before?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, <laughs> "Man, you got some damn good jokes. You would be a damn good MC. You should come over to Navajo Nation sometime." And I'm granted, you know, I wasn't with a Navajo at the time. I was invited. I was with a Puerto Rican. I'd say, "Well, we'll see what happens. You never know." Yeah. You know, just working, living life. And now being another, a different artist, after I hung up the flute and I came south, mind you, I'm a, for those that heard of Institute of American Indian Arts, it's in Santa Fe, New Mexico, I'm a former, I'm the former, one of the best, probably the best ASG president, that student government president of that student body. I was the ambassador of that college. I was the face of the college, basically huge opportunity there and they turned me into a printmaker and i'm now i'm an internationally known printmaker because 
within two years, I put in the work, blood, sweat, and tears for three years on what I wanted to be next as an artist, like using my hands. Now, mind you, I'm on, I'm a, I forgot to mention, I'm also an award-winning graphic designer. I've done graphic design for, you name it, magazines. I've been in magazines. I've been in over 10 magazines. I've done, Ooh, I've done album covers. I've done business cards. Hey, I've even done senior photos. And I, you name it, I've done it. <laughs> you know, there's so much opportunity for graphic design. I always tell people, or any other graphic designer, and I've met plenty at this school, if you can do it really good, I'm going to do it better than you. And if you're the best, I'm going to be on top of that. So I'm going to top your best as a graphic designer because that's just what motivates me. You know, we shouldn't take it as a challenge to be like, to put one another down. It's more or less, I'm taking my skill that you have as well and I'm going to level up because you inspired me more. I like it. You know, it's a whole new generation of graphic designers today. Yeah, there's, so I'm just there's like, a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm known myself. I'm known for my flame work. I think I still have flame work on my on my Facebook. I don't know for sure, but um, if you go on my other Instagram page, it's called Good Runner or Good Runner Graphics. Yeah, that's all. That's all my flame work. You'll see fire for days. <laughs> still fire fire even fire that moves you know 3d fire it took me 10 years to master that to make that fire move man it's that's that's my baby there's not one artist in this country that i've seen yet even at indian market that's ever done flame flames like i do not so they, they used to come you know i used to i still use it once in a while i'll use that song by little wayne when he's like shh the fireman is coming. Yeah, yeah I did you know? see that. I'm like, I'm like, that's me. I'm the fireman because everybody knows, <laughs> especially in the in the powwow world, you know. Because I take I take the dancers and I make them into into to flames. You know, there's a story behind it as well, and you know. And so today, um, now, I'm a I what what I call a practicing printmaker. I still, today, I feel that I've reached a certain peak within being an, a printmaker as artist, but I haven't reached my peak yet. I've reached one country, that's England. My work is over in Bristol, England, in the United Kingdom. Not bad. And, you know, and that just happened earlier this year. And how... And I'll tell I'll tell anybody, any of your listeners. I don't care if you got ten or you got a thousand or ten thousand. I tell <laughs> all your listeners that, hey, just like this podcast, if you have a gift and you're hungry, you gotta feed it. You gotta feed that gift. Treat your, if you're an artist, you treat your you treat your skill like you're hungry. You gotta find a way to eat. You know. You got to find that gig. You got to find that connection. You got to find that person. But at the same time, I always remember there's dogs out there too. I say it like this because you know how you be eating and all of a sudden a dog take from your plate, you jump up and snatch your food. Yeah. 
You know, there's dogs out there, also known as haters, and we love haters. Man, we, love we love them. Haters. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Number one yeah. fans. <laughs> Hell yeah, they are, dude. Hell yeah. I praise them. I'm like, come on. <laughs> the more you hate, the more I appreciate. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, but they, you know, but then there's those that hate and steal. You know, they're going to, they're going to steal. Now in the art world, as an artist, you can borrow and steal a little, a piece of an image. Don't take the whole image. That's called plagiarism. Exactly. Know, that's complete theft. But if you find a little arrow that you see on a big-ass painting that has a thousand different arrows, go ahead and borrow that one. Stick it on yours. But make sure you've got a story behind it. And if your tribe even used arrows, you better make sure that works, too. Because if not, you're going to get called out. And if you're an artist in the art world, especially within Santa Fe, your name will go under the water quicker than you can even... Quicker than you could swim, man. Trust me. You know, I've you know, and that's the beauty of it is when when you get attacked as an artist and you hold your ground and you know everything you're doing is right, that that hater is just, you know, like you sign you sign an autograph for them and they're gonna walk away sad, like, damn, I didn't win this one. <laughs> well, on to the next one. That's how they do it. On to the next one, you know. Yeah. You know, so that's that's MC, DJ, grass dance, flute artist, printmaker today. I mean, that's just a that's just a handful of other skills that I mean you talk about. And then on the other side, there's a gang member. You know, there's police officer, federal officer. You know, I've I've done flipped the coin. Trust me, I know both worlds. <laughs> Damn, you, you you know a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, whether you know, and and firefighting, you know, I've I've walked the red line and the blue line, and I back them both up one hundred percent. You know, I always say, well, you know, the biggest battle today is for police, racism, and police. It's just you know, I don't care if it's brown, purple, blue. Lives matter. Hey, all lives matter. You need to realize that. And I'll tell you, listeners, exactly. you know. I'm going to tell your listeners, don't, don't assume all apples are bad out of one apple. As in, don't, if there's a thousand cops standing in a row, in which we have seen over the years, if there is, or even 30 cops standing a line, don't assume they're all bad because of that one on the very end, who's about five foot nothing, got a big old shotgun, <laughs> is just sitting there yelling and saying all the worst all the worst things or the one that shot up the grandmother 18 times outside of her house they're not all bad because of that one i will say that they're you know because bad cops do exist yeah they're you know and they come in on a daily basis you know as cadets they be coming in daily because they're like you know i even talked to a youngster once he's like i want to be a cop Bryce. so you want to be a cop you should start off by being, being security. What security got to do with it? You got to work your way up. Do security, do corrections, and then jump into police work. If you can handle somebody getting shot in front of you, you got it made. Or you getting shot yourself or stabbed. Man, if you can handle a taser, you're good. <laughs> because by <laughs> law, you got you got to get tased. <laughs> you got to get pepper sprayed. That's That's what you have to do. 
because you need to know what the person that you are going to shoot with that taser or that pepper spray is going to feel. That's the number one thing they they in in training they'll do to you. You know, you've probably seen videos and probably heard heard from somebody. I got tased once and it hurt like hell. Stiffened my body, dropped me down. It only lasts like three seconds, you know. Not bad, not bad. Actually, That's quite the introduction. I yeah. I didn't mean to go off like that. I apologize. <laughs> no worries, no worries. You you basically answered like we'll see all my questions that I had up, had lined up for you. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. I like I like it when guests do that because it it leaves more room for them to talk, like to tell <laughs> their story instead of me like interest you know, interrupting me like and and how did you play any other instruments? <laughs> right? Yeah. You're just like Wait, is that a legit question? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was. And the uh, and how do you play any legit. instruments? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how do I play any other instruments? So, the only legit instruments I know are like that I've messed with uh, turntables. Uh, I tell you what, if you can, if you could, if you could scratch, you could scribble. You know. And that's and fun fact. I always say you ain't a DJ until you can scratch. If you can scratch and mix, yeah. you're a DJ. But yes, if, if if you're just gonna sit, yeah, if you're gonna sit there with a drum pad, or you're gonna do, you're gonna pick your song, place it on the left, place it on the right from your <laughs> little laptop. I'm gonna say this because I'm I'm one of the originals with a vinyl. I had vinyl, goddammit. And you're gonna sit there and hit play. And you're gonna switch to the left, and you're gonna switch to the right with that crossfade. <laughs> you're gonna throw some reverb. You're gonna drop that bass, which I don't give a shit. You can drop all the bass you want, this and then you got your little, <laughs> yeah. And you got your little drum pad. Get the hell out of my sight. You ain't no DJ. <laughs> no, not one. I tell you what, Cringe is a DJ. He is a DJ on the radio side use a use a podcast man those are the even the other original djs I, I, disc jockeys man i i i, I um my producing side i because when i started making music it wasn't for rap i didn't like rapping uh, I, I love producing and it's because i used to listen to like uh dj shadow cut chemist like old school turns table lists mm. from like the 90s that's why i really loved it. i always wanted to do that but since I was, <laughs> I was a res kid and I was poor, I, I didn't have nothing. But I always tried to right? emulate it through my computer. Well, I'm not my computer, but my laptop with the little virtual yeah. DJ thing. I was like, wearing the military scratches <laughs> oh, and all that. So I had to do it virtually. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You use virtual DJ, the, the program? Yeah, that's what I use. <laughs> nice. That's what I use. Dude, That that's still, it's still rocking. They still got virtual DJs. I used to like have a Frankenstein setup where I connected my DJ, <coughs> my DJ Hero um, controller. I don't know if you know DJ Hero. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, like um, I got that for one of my um for Christmas I think it was, and like I connected to my laptop, so where like I oh, could use it as an emulated <laughs> turntable, so I would scratch like that. <laughs> nice. You know, I just now remembered. Yeah, there was Guitar Hero, then there was DJ Hero. Still love DJ. Shit, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, it's a good it's a good warm up, dude. But yeah, t- but that, that makes me sad though. Like, um, turntablism, it's kind of dying out. Like when I look it up, I just see a bunch of like EDM kids being like, the the beats not on 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 what you call it, synced and stuff like that. And it's like you're just scratching. I'm like, this is what DJs are supposed to do. This is it. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's and it's funny because 
Well, we're all going to have our own personal view on what a DJ is. You know, it boils down to, hey, a DJ is a disc jockey. Know the words. It's not D-E-E-J-E-Y. Yeah. You know, it's this ain't freaking, what is that movie called? Uh, uh, one with Ludacris and the dude that always says Maine. Come on, Maine. Oh, um, Remember that dude? Terrence Howard. Um, yeah. What hey, movie man. was that? <laughs> uh, Hustle and Flow. He, he, he went... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you ain't that type of DJ either. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, Ludacris was like DJ or like wick, 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 like DJ. <laughs> it's like no man, look at like the chain DJ. You know, it's my name. <laughs> but it's you know, I mean, hands down, you know, it's we're not here to put anybody down. Yeah. But us us originals, we're like we're about respect. Hey, there's a tradition that you got to respect. Exactly. And there, you know, there's like. You know, it's like the tra- tradition of MCs. You know, you gotta. There's MCs every day trying to either be reborn or they're born into this this hip hop world, or even you know an MC as in a in the hip hop world. You're you're an artist. You know, you're a, you're a hip hop artist. You're a rap artist. You're R and B. You're reggaeton. What you know, any of that you're to me that's an mc you're using your voice you know you the mic man you know you you got so much bars to drop before it's the next guy you know i always i call myself i just recently i branded myself as mc infrared because it it was dj infrared you know granted i was an mc back then you know and, and it was you know when you discover your voice it's it's crazy what you can do you know, exactly, and how you know how you utilize it. I always say, you know, even when I MC, and and I depending on where I where I can say it, but I, if I'm MCing a power, I'll say it in a joking matter, or if it's a hip hop show, I'll be like, you know what, you signed the if I offend you, you signed the waiver the minute you walked in the door, <laughs> so I just might offend you, you know. How you say, I'm a really, really nice guy, but guess what? Everybody's a nice guy, nice woman. But on the flip side, I'm a bad motherfucker, and I know both worlds. Don't get it twisted. For real. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, because I'm wearing, just because I'm wearing a suit doesn't mean there's a red rag underneath. You know? <laughs> God dig it. I, uh, you know, I always say, um, once a blood, I was a blood. I've, I've been a... The blood gang I joined, it was in by blood, out by blood. So I joined by spilling blood, and mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't spill blood to leave, you know. So I'm still a part of that, you know. But it's that that blood gang in Canada. That's a, that's a brotherhood, man. We protect our own, you know. Yeah. You know, even though I'm just like I'm past that, but I still got. Hey, you still got to represent. It's a part of who you are. Honor that, you know. Yeah. If it makes you cringe, then let it make you cringe, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually funny because I released a song <laughs> this uh, today called O-Sags, which is basically called Obligatory Song About Gang Shit. And it's just basically making fun of, like, um, <laughs> it's making fun of, like, uh, mostly white kids, but then, like, uh, also native kids that, like, try to get into gangs. And it's like, why are you in a gang? Oh, it's sh- like... What what do you represent? It's we live in desert. <laughs> hey yo, my my desert's better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> right. But 
had like like I, I respect like the real gangsters, but like the the guys, the wannabes. I'm like, come, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a fun fact. I you know I was a wannabe too on oh. my res before, before you know before I went to the city. And what inspired me, I must say this, everybody's, if you don't have a fucking movie that inspired you to be a gang member or even a thug, know there's a difference now. There's a difference between a thug and a gangster, for real. But, if anything, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, uh, freaking Carlito's Way, Hey, all the way back, as blood far and as blood Dick out. Tracy. <laughs> yeah, bl- yeah, blood in, blood out. They say no, no, no. Uh, Menace to society. The- <laughs> Goodfellas. Yeah, freaking- <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, love Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas. You know, because Goodfellas Casino, that's like mob life, man. That's gambling and mob together. Yeah. You know, and you, I was, you go back to Dick Tracy with Al Pacino and quite a few other greats. That was mob life, but that was like an entertainment. You know? Do you remember Dick Tracy? Uh, no, I've never seen Dick Tracy. I know of it, but I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, hey, YouTube Dick Tracy. He'll see a young Al Pacino. It's funny as hell. Like, <laughs> not the Godfather. This is a little older, but, you know, he's got the makeup on. You know, they're, they're a little enhanced in their bone structure on their face. Oh, you know, yeah. but it's it's mob it's mob life, but it's it's fun in mob life. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and kids when they see that, they're like, "Oh, it's Dick Tracy." But do you not see the storyline behind Dick Tracy? They're mobsters, <laughs> <laughs> you know, going going up against the police, you know. And so that's where I always say today, you know, if and I've told a few youngsters, especially you know, I'll say you know. Whether you want to be called a colonizer, a European descendant, a Westerner, or just a straight-up cracker, you know, a white person. Whoever you want to be called, you know, those that dominate the United States. I'm talking to you. New generation. If you, and I've told plenty face-to-face that I've seen. I've even tested them. I'm like, hey, you know, today, you want to look hard today, but you're really soft. So if you if you want to portray a gang member or even a wannabe, know what you're getting to and support and walk walk it head on. You walk it head on until you go, you know, you end up a one night in jail, I don't care, or one year in prison. Walk the full line. That way you can say, Hey, I done live the gang life. I committed crimes, I did a drive by, I stabbed or beat somebody. Then you could say, you know, I was in the game. Don't go around, you know, trying to, you know, and I see a lot of it. It's crazy. That's a good example. <laughs> I've seen this white girl, this white girl at five below. She just <laughs> randomly says, she's like, man, you know, and I'm, we're checking out and I could hear her talking to her two spirited friend, AKA a gay guy. You know, I'm from the nineties. God damn it. You, if you gay, you gay. I don't care if you got <laughs> one spirit, two spirit or 10 spirits. God damn it. You are gay. If I offend you, you signed the waiver when you tuned into this guy's podcast. <laughs> no worries, I'm by. Let so, that, and I and I don't, I don't care about the nonsense they're doing nowadays. Know. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> well, yeah. Right? Yeah, we're curious, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I I walk by and she she's like, man, I just want to like go out and do something bad, like smoke a joint. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck did you just say? 
And I'm just literally walking by. And I'm like, did you just say what I thought you said? And I said, excuse me, young lady or man, whatever you want to be called. Hey, I got a question for you. Did you just say you want to go out and be bad? And she's like, yeah, I'm kind of curious. And mind you, she had a beanie on. She had baggy, chopped up jeans. And I'm like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you want to go out and be bad? And she's like, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to tell you, I'll, if you want to be bad, I'll give you a heads up. She's like, really? You got some pointers? I says, yeah. Go out in the street. Have your friend right there. Put $100 on one side. Go to the worst street. And matter of fact, go south. Go south side Albuquerque or west Albuquerque. Go to the most ghettoest goddamn place you can find. Santa Fe is not the ghetto. I'm going to tell you right now. Nope. I mean, there's little Mexico, but there's literally um, it's Santa Fe. When we went to Santa Fe, um, my sister was like, Santa Fe, every time I go to Santa Fe, all I see is old white people. <laughs> they're, yeah, like, they're like, we kept seeing old white people. Like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a retirement city. You know? Exactly. It's, city. it's a big-ass town. You know, it's full of retired people, millionaires and billionaires. You know, it's lawyers, doctors, you name it. I've, I've met quite a few and I've performed. Hey, I performed last year. I performed at three auctions that had millionaires. It's crazy. You know, these guys were paying five thousand dollars a plate. Imagine five thousand dollars for a goddamn steak, <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are just throwing it around like it's chump change. Oh, I'll take two plates. That's ten grand, dude. I don't care. I'm hungry. All right, have fun. You know, take your little bottle of cognac and come back when you're messed up. <laughs> you know. And, and so I tell this girl, I says, Hey, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm from the nineties. Hey, I was born in the eighties, but I grew up in the nineties. I'll, I'll give you some advice. And she said, Oh, are you serious? And I says, Yeah. Take what I says or go out <clears throat> just go up go up to some Mexican or some Yeah, go up to a Mexican and just say, What up, gangster? Just say that. <laughs> In the ghetto, in the fucking ghetto. I'm not talking any, not no freaking, not no farmer, not no construction worker. I'm talking hardcore cholo that you don't even see on the goddamn movies. Or you could walk outside with me and I'll bust you in the side of your head. How's that sound? And she's like, excuse me? <laughs> I says, you could come outside. Even my wife was like, what are you doing? I says, watch this. I'm testing you. I said, you could come outside with me right now and I'll bust you in the side of your fucking head and I'll burn your eye with a cigarette. How's that sound? Matter of fact, I'll slit your throat ear to ear and I'll stitch you up while I'm done. What are you talking about, sir? That sounds scary. And I'm like, I'm a former gang member and a former law enforcement. I walk both worlds. And trust me, training day is not the real deal. So you need to quit watching them fucking movies and you need to pull up your pants, toss that fucking beanie, because this is the real deal. And I'm the realest. I'm the realest fucking gangster you will see in front of you. I'm a blood. Don't get it twisted. And then I said, have a good day, man. And she's like, <laughs> and I walked away and she's like, oh, my God, what? What just happened? <laughs> and she, you know, <laughs> my wife. Yeah. I, you know, and that's and that's what I was trying to do, because, you know, I'm, I'm sick of seeing that shit. Like, for real. I just it's disrespectful. To those that it's not even about a gang, it's about if you want to represent the real world of the streets, 
and you ain't never been there, god damn it, go change your clothes. Fuck. <laughs> That's exactly. like saying, oh, here's a good example. Yesterday, dude, I'm okay. Fun fact about infrared. I'm one of the, I'm one of the biggest. So I grew up on West Coast music, like West Coast rap, not hip hop, fucking rap. Yeah. You could walk back in the day. You walk in my room, dude. You would hear nothing but and see death row across my fucking room, head to toe. <laughs> I'm talking fucking Suge Knight, fucking Snoop Dogg, Dre, the Dog Pound, freaking uh, Lady of Rage. You know all these guys. And but I'm talking the original four or five of death row. It was all over my room, especially Tupac. And yesterday, I pull up this random fucking video. It's white people trying to decipher Dear Mama. And it's this (laughs) white old guy. (laughs) Fucking old guy, I swear to God. He's in his 60s, and there's a young girl, probably in her fucking 20s, mid-20s. It didn't even look good together. I'm like, old guy, young girl, what the fuck's going on here? (laughs) And y'all trying to decipher one motherfucking song by Tupac. And it's a beautiful song. Dear Mama about Tupac writing a letter to his mama from jail, you know, and, yeah. and granted she, she's in the fucking video too, you know, so they're watching this video, listening to this song. And then in the fucking end, they, so they'll pause it for a minute and they'll be like, and then they'll critique it. And they're sitting there crying. They're like, Oh my God, I never knew that this exists. This is a beautiful song. And the old dad's like, yeah. Okay. Do you remember the part when he says hugging on, he was hugging his, his mother from the jail cell and i'm like it's not dude it's not hugging your mother it's hugging on my mama from my jail cell hey i i see the penitentiary one day and i'm like and he's just like yeah so he's obviously in jail okay as he's writing this letter and i'm like i'm done fuck you i'm done <laughs> And what the fuck do I do? I finish watching the fucking video. <laughs> I literally, I literally finish watching. I'm like, I gotta watch the rest to this dumb shit. It's so stupid. <laughs> I love those videos. They're fucking funny. Sometimes it's like, bro, it's yeah. not that deep. It's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Five oh five oh just rolled rolled by. <laughs> dude, they they know they know what we're talking it's- about. They're gonna call us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't know either that I tell you what that fucker is either bored or he's looking for his dog he's got his spotlights on both sides oh I hate it when they do driving that through the na- driving through the neighborhood I should have just flipped him off <laughs> <laughs> or just you know what I'm, I'm sitting in my Camaro I should have just fucking flew past him like hey let's go <laughs> <laughs> God dang. You know, it's just just the fuck with his ass but anywho I don't want to Continue. What else we got? What else we got? I know you got more up sleep, man. Not really. We're um usually with the first guesses, we usually kind of keep it some like a lot more like little bit. You know what I mean? Just to like get yeah. the listeners to listen to um like how you started and all that. But with you, we actually got a decent um some decent stories and stuff like. That, not gonna lie. Cause cause usually too, it's all it's always like their first time on um, being interviewed. Oh, like, I'm, I'm- like I always say to him, I'm 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 always I'm always proud to be your first. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be gentle. And dude, I will <laughs> I I will say I will say this, Mister Mr. Cringe. I'm gonna call you Mister Cringe. <laughs> I will say this. 
anybody that gets on, hey, y'all get on Uzumaki podcast. Did I say it right? Yeah, the Uzumaki podcast. Uzumaki podcast. If you talk in the cringe and you a native, listen to everything I just fucking said. All right? I'm in my fucking 30s. And I'm going to tell you this straight up. If you are native, I don't care what red is your Oh no, we're losing him. Oh no. The cops, the cops got Don't be trying to sound black. You ain't black. Exactly, exactly. Don't be coming on here dropping bombs since 92. Stop it. I heard one dude, and I swear I I swear he was Ojibwe or Chippewa or something. I heard that dude. And there's no disrespect. Hey, you want to rep the world you represent. And if you're as real as you speak, no problem. But God dang it, you're native. Use your native tongue. Like exactly. for real, I I can't I can't stand hearing that. It's like we're our own people. Why don't we just sound like us? Say a, say aho, say hoka. I don't care. Say jene, whatever you are. Speak it, man. Just exactly. be real. You know? Embrace the resiness. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. You know, if you know your language, then God damn it, it's like. I speak my language, you know, it's the simple chante mawashte you hanape kichizapiolo. Speak it, you know. Exactly. Lama kota. Oglala, baby. Or like me, <laughs> if I I don't really know Navajo, but I still, like, I make that a four point where I'm just like, <laughs> like one of my posts I put was like, um, epic Navajo fact. The Navajo language only consists of three words, yate, yadala, and degeese. Everything else is just made up by my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like make fun of it. That's like, what. That's what. That's the whole point yeah. of being cringe. Is like make fun of it. There's no point in trying to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I try. Right. You're just like yacht aid, dikes. You know. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I'm the same way. You know, I basically when I first started hearing Navajo, I started, I was saying it like, here's a good example. So the word Jeanette, okay. Yeah. They said they're, they're talking gossip, whatever the fuck they want to say. So Jeanette, I said, did you know on the movie Forrest Gump and your listeners can take this wherever you could borrow this too. On the movie Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks, the white guy that goes to the military falls in love with the woman (laughs) and help, you know, start selling fish inspired by this black guy with the biggest bottom lip you ever seen <laughs> that movie <laughs> you know mr bubba gum you know it's there's a scene on there and nobody knows this it's on the director's cut where he tom hanks met up with a navajo and he wanted to try and use a native language in a movie a colonized movie that represented the united states and he used one word. And they're, you know, and then you lead him into it. And they're like, which one is that one? So you remember the scene where he's looking at the Bilagana woman, the white woman. And he's talking to her. And then he, he's kind of sad. And then he's like, I love you, Jenna. <laughs> God dang That's it. where he says it. <laughs> they're like, no, he's saying Jenny. And I'm like, no, you think he's saying Jenny. But if you listen to his accent, even the way he said, but I love you, Jenna, they are saying that he loves her, is what he's trying to tell her. That's what you need to realize. Tom Hanks spoke fucking Navajo one word in fucking Forrest Gump. And be damned if he ran across the reservation 
section across the red mesas and then he realized i think i'll go i think i'll go to my hogan now <laughs> after he got through the fucking navajo nation <laughs> god damn it with all the <laughs> that's what i'm saying you know you i take i take a tribal word and i'll tell you how it sounds yeah good example another one dakota where they say chizapilo cheesy sloppy joe <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it sounds the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, cheese up below. They're like, yeah, chante mawashte cheese up below. I'm like, oh, we're having cheesy sloppy joes. And they're like, no, I said cheese up below. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cheesy sloppy joe. Just how it sounds, you know. Like when I first came to Navajo Nation, I says they call me Billy of Gauna. I represent Billy of Gauna. That's my honored Navajo name. Billy they're like, what, what the hell you mean, Billy of? They're like, don't. Are you talking about Billy Gauna? Oh, <laughs> oh god damn it! When I when I crossed over into the fucking Navajo Nation of Rama, there was a small group, my in laws, and they they honored me with this name, this Indian name, <laughs> Billy of Gauna. And I took that name and I wear that shit proud today. <laughs> They're like, that, that ain't an Indian name. That's Billy Gone. They're calling you what represents a white man or even, a, I think it's a small medicine bag is what it's originally. <laughs> Billy Gone. But, and I'm like, well, if I'm that medicine bag or beyond that white man, I am Billy of Gone. They're going to have a street named after me one day. You watch. It's going to be a fucking gallop. <laughs> I like um, what do you call it, on um, because I, I play VR and I play with like a bunch of white people. And then like yeah. I tell when I tell them that I'm native, then they get all like juice and they're like, I'm like oh, what? I'm like <laughs> I, I go to them and like I'm gonna call you a native name. They're like, what is it? I'm like, <coughs> it's um Dolovichanski, and that means like bullshit, bullshit boy. And I'm, I'm like, it means great warrior. Then they're like, oh yeah, bullshit boy. Then like oh, Dolovichanski, or then like. The furries. You know, I don't, do you know what furries are? No. It's like uh, people that like uh, like to dress up like as dogs and foxes and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, we call it. When I see them online or stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, we have a native word for you guys. We call you guys yannies. Like, you guys are um, some proud yannies. Like, What's, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm like, oh, it means beautiful dog. So then, like, they'll be like, you know, be like I'm a yanny. I'm like, yeah, right, you're a yanny. <laughs> It's fucking funny. I just love fucking white people. <laughs> I think I'll go outside and go kill my neighbor's dog because I want to wear a fur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, other than that, we got to start wrapping up the show. It's almost an hour. Ed. It was fun. Yes, sir. But well, before we go, I got I to gotta ask my... Um, I, I, I suppose I have a co-host, but um, he's dealing with like some, um, some life stuff, basically, with him and his wife and his kid. So he couldn't. He can't really be on the show as as often as before, but um, he he always told me one question to ask the guests, and we had to change it because yeah. everyone. Th- yeah. He <laughs> kind of funny story. The original question was, "How big is your shoe size?" And it to him it was just a normal instant question, but every freaking guest you can go like to every episode, they always think I'm talking about their penis size. <laughs> So I told him, I was like, Saya, we got to change the question. I'm tired of asking. He's like, I did not mean it that way, dude. I did not mean it that way. <laughs> so now his... Yeah, especially if you're talking to another dude. You're like, <laughs> exactly. And, and to be honest, I did that with uh, 
with Daddy Nez, President Nez, and <laughs> I had to cut it out. I was like, I didn't mean it that way, Nez. I didn't. <laughs> but uh, his new question, you're the second person to be asked, is which one superpower would you want and why? Shoe size, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, if the, if the sock don't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> Sup- <laughs> Superpower, and what would it be, and why? Yeah, I would. And this is this going to be my honest answer. Uh, I want to be Shrek. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the ugly, la- all the ugly ladies be calling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the opposite right you look ugly but you're calling him ugly you know <laughs> no i would say if i had a superpower what would it be okay the superpower that i would have to say would be strength the power of strength Ooh. and why is because everybody needs to be lifted up somehow Ooh, and there, so this cool. here's here here's the twist now here's the twist and the kicker and fun fact about me, I'm full of fucking metaphors for days, man. <laughs> so with this metaphoric power of strength, you're, you're thinking strength and lifting others. I get it. He's like wants to be muscly and wants to go up and pick up people if they're, you know, they're, they're sitting on the ground or pick up a car off of somebody or a train off another vehicle. Not exactly. What I'm talking about as far as this strength is the mental strength to lift everybody, to go up to you. And I do, honestly, I do practice it enough, but it's not strong enough. Nobody can have a superpower of strength mentally because it's just not possible. Even counselors can't handle it. It's more or less of, it's as simple as you see somebody down next to you. Or they're walking towards you looking down. I don't give a fuck if they're emo. You look at them and you say, hey, how you doing? Or you say, what's up? What's going down? Yat a, como estas? Whatever you want. Give them a little greeting and watch what that does. They are going to lift their head. They're going to lift whatever whatever they're doing. If they got a hood on over their head, they're going to lift that hood off and they might answer you. And if they don't, you turn around. And you say, well, hey, have a good day. Whatever you want. Watch them turn around, guarantee it. You just lifted that person's day because you're letting them know that they're not alone. And they are seen. They are heard. If anything, they listen to you. Because there's a difference between listening and hearing. I don't want you to hear this podcast. I want you to listen to it because of the word strength mentally is there to lift you. And if my words can't lift you, you are mentally obese and you better go lose some weight, goddammit. <laughs> God <damn it. laughs> that's, that's some MC Slater type shit. We got to love ourselves. <laughs> mm, exactly. Don't love yourself in the way you've got to grab a sock. Remember, <laughs> it's not going to fit, so you must quit. <laughs> God damn it. Well, shout out and to if MC you got Slater. a shoe, yeah, if you got a shoe size, it's bound to be a surprise. You'll never fucking know. <laughs> Am I a one or a twelve? The shoe size. The shoe size is. Ladies listening, remember a man's shoe size is not exactly what you think it is. It's actually the rating of him. 
He's either a one. He's a one or a fucking 12. If he's a one, you're going to have fun. And if he's a 12, you might as well leave at midnight because that's what it means. Get the fuck out. <laughs> God damn it. Well, yeah, other than that, that we, we came to the end of the show. Not bad, not bad. Sweet deal. It was actually fun listening to you. It was it was it was cool. Nice nice stories. I was like really interested. I I, I was like oh shit I should talk. But I was like really in- interested in listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate being a part of the Uzumaki podcast with you, Mister Cringe. No worries. AKA, no worries. AKA the voice without a choice. Hey, the voice without a choice, or yeah. or like you called um me and B man um what was it? Insane cultured posse. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the ICP. <laughs> yeah, we 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 literally Insane. thought about that. We're like, yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> funny. That's pretty funny. We we'll probably use that <laughs> like, for real, dude. Yeah, native ICP. The but um, the Indian colonizer police or whatever you want to go by. <laughs> uh, where can the yeah. listeners find you? Like your socials, if you want to plug them. All right. Well, uh, hey, I hope you have an outlet because here comes the plug. If you're <laughs> on Facebook, aka FB, get your head out of the fucking get your head out of the book because it's your face. You can find me at Bry Myers, even though my full name is Bryson, but I go by Bry B R Y, like a fucking fry, bigger than your thumb. So don't deny Myers. <laughs> that's M E Y E R S because it's going to make you sizzle. Ooh, and man. And on IG, because I'm the Indian gangster, that's got to be, a.k.a. The Cree, you can find me at Good Runner Designs, because if you got a blank piece of paper, I will make you a whole fucking magazine. Got you covered. <laughs> or Good Runner Graphics, because, hey, if you got a computer screen, I teach you how to create everything. I will melt that fucking screen. <laughs> or Good, good Runner Photography. And coming up, I might start it tonight. You inspired me there, Cringe. Oh, I'm yeah. Make love M- to hear it. I'm, I'm going to make an MC Infrared Facebook and Instagram. I got plenty of pictures and videos from the past. You love to hear so, it. You love to hear it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, y'all hearing it now. MC Infrared is, is in the picture. I'm getting some calls already. And I tell you what. Hey, if it ain't negative, it ain't positive. You might as well. You might as well step left because you ain't right. That's all I got to say about that. But those are my plugs. That's more than one outlet. I tell you what, you got to have a goddamn power strip for all my plugs. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. Um, Yeah, we came to the end. Like I said, it was good to have you on the show. Hopefully have you back for Cringe Tober. But other than that, hope you had a nice night. And remember to keep it cringe. And um, stop that. Stop doing that. You know, um, lift up your pants. It's sick. I'm telling your mom. (laughs) 